and welcome to a very special episode of Fantasy for the Ages, where father and son sit down and talk about fantasy books. I'm Zach, the son of that equation. I'm the father, Jim, and I thought we were just talking about a dog today, apparently. I mean, he's pretty cute. Yeah, well, introduce him. This is Roly. He's the newest member of the uh, Stone Scriven household, Scriven Stone. We haven't decided. <laughs> Hi, Roly. I'm your uh, your grandpa. That's how it works with pets. Kind of, I guess. Yeah. All right, I'll let you down, buddy. <laughs> we certainly had talked about Roly on previous episodes. You said he'd be coming, and now he's home. So very nice to see him. Absolutely. And, uh, Hopefully we don't hear him too much. Uh, he's kind of not. quiet though, isn't he? Not not a real barker. Yeah, no, he's not too loud. But we'll get into some more of that later. How you doing, Dad? I'm doing great. It's been a full week, but it's been just a normal work week for me. It's about to amp up because my cycle of activities is very much tied to the school year. I work in a field where I'm supporting schools and schools are starting. So I start traveling. I'm going to be out of town this weekend. Um, that's why this is the only recording we're doing this weekend. Uh, mm-hmm. Because I'm leaving tomorrow. I come back late Sunday. Your mother's coming with me. So kind of nice. A quick there and back to Central Oregon. It'll be very pleasant. But yeah, no issues. It's just it's been nice and calm and pleasant. How about you? I'm doing all right. It was an interesting day at work today, enough that I went out for drinks with friends. So getting a little ahead of myself, I am not going to be drinking here today. Because you already have. Exactly. I pre-gamed our episode. Ah. Um, You taught me that word, (laughs) pre-gamed. Which still amazes me. So instead, I'll just be having some soda while I'm here still in my scrubs because I just kind of rolled into this. That being said... I've been pretty good in the past week. We got Roly here, who is doing fantastic in the house. Nice. He's still got some adjustment things. He eats all of his toys. <laughs> Literally all. I have never seen a dog able to chew through things like this dog. Nothing will stop him. So he Nothing. used to have a salmon. He does not yeah, have that anymore. He ate the eye and much of its insides. <laughs> he also gave a dinosaur a lobotomy. A mouse has been detailed. <laughs> a number of things. I think he's trying to actually chew the uh, lowering mechanism of my chair right now. So that's interesting. But point Welcome is, to dog ownership. Unfortunately, yep. he was a little sick last night. He hasn't been eating too much because we think he ate too much of the fluff of his animals. Mm. But as of coming home today, he's eaten more of his food. And it looks like we're going to be expecting him to be totally fine and recovered from that now. So I'm excited. Very good. Yeah. All right. Well, I am drinking because I did know pre-gaming, but it's it's a Friday night. I'm going to have pizza later. I just ordered it. Not ordered. I just made a nice Long Island iced tea. Nothing complicated. <laughs> You're going to be like distracted by your child. This is I mean, just funny. a little bit. <laughs> it's fantasy for the ages. We never specified they had to be human ages. Nope. Guess not. What are we here to talk about, Dad? Well, we're here to talk about something that we'll talk about in a moment, because we've got a few notes first. (gasps) Just a few little things. Uh, First of all, it's almost September, which means we're going to be starting up our Tri-Reader Tournament. We are. uh, What's the topic? 
We haven't decided yet. We've been kicking around some in our Discord. And and I'm going to make the final decision this weekend. But we've kicked around, you know, the the top young adult series out mm-hmm. there. The top horror book or series. Because mm-hmm. we don't get October. That's a fantology one. So no, we could do so we September gotta, or November to do stuff horror. Early. Yeah, so September, we could do horror. The top book that, or series, I know, I think it was just book. The top book that broke you, you know, just, mm. ugh, ugh, you know. I might have to uh, have some questions of a clarification of what that means. You know, it might be fun to leave it vague and let people figure it out. Anyways, these are all topics that we'll do eventually. It's just a matter of which one we do this next month. So that'll be coming out soon. Watch for that next week. And if you're listening to this when it drops, then it should already be out there. So go look for that and jump in on our Twitter tournament. It'd be great. Uh, Fantology, we, we alternate months with them. We won the August Woo! tournament, which was fantastic because we were in the finals the three mm-hmm. previous times and lost to great competition. This time we won against great competition was a very close match mm-hmm. thank you to everybody who voted i want to say it was like a one or two vote difference so it, was, it really was it was yeah. really tight it was very close so that was fun the only other thing to talk about before we get to our topic is what are you reading now it's always nice to check yes. in where are you at on books right now zach i am slowly making progress on oathbringer i haven't had as much time as i necessarily like to read usually since so much of my time has suddenly been taken up with a new creature Mm-hmm. But in aside from that, I did finish that Fluff Riordan Magnus Chase book that I was listening to and have started in on Neil Gaiman's American Gods, okay. uh, as recommended by our Discordians. Yes. So thank you very much for the suggestion. I've been enjoying it so far. Definitely a different read and not your typical fantasy book. But very mm-hmm. entertaining so far. What are you reading, okay. Dad? Well, I just finished... This book that's on our screen right here, the mm. Kaiju Preservation Society by John Scalzi. It was fantastic. I'm actually going to do a review episode just on that book coming out soon. One of the Just Jim episodes, because I want to talk about it some more. But it, it was fun. And then I moved on to farther on the screen over there, Prince of Fools by Mark Lawrence, which is the there. start of the Red Queen's War trilogy. Mm. So that's a kind of follow up to the broken empire trilogy it's it's really more just more characters and a different story in the same world so it's kind of more a spin-off than it is a follow-up well there is some overlap if you read it without having read the broken empire trilogy you wouldn't enjoy it as much but it's a standalone you know it's on its own and it's so far so good so I'm doing that. And then, you know, right below me in the picture is Dragon Song. That's our current book for our Pern book club. And I finished that one a couple days ago. So I'm not doing any Pern until we get to the end of this reading time. And we'll talk about this book. Remind me, it's above me. You read the first two of the Night Angel trilogy. Did you finish it? Three. I'm done with that. I don't remember oh, yeah. if you had mentioned that on podcast. I think um, so. I just but... like the conclusion because I haven't gotten there yet. <laughs> it's very good yes okay. very satisfying so good you should tell. finish that trilogy i'll get there yeah yeah no so that one's done absolutely good stuff but you know we have different things we read you know up in the corner over there is the lies of Locke lamora on our screen i haven't touched yes. that one yet gentleman bastard is very entertaining i will actually be going back to the second one of that 
not too long. I very much enjoyed the audiobook version, so I'll probably actually hit up the audiobook for the second one. Okay. And it's on my TBR with a lot of things. I don't know when I'll get to it. It's not near the top. There's just so much to read. It falls into that weird category where I think you'll enjoy it, but somehow I think I enjoyed that one more than you will. Well, we'll see. Uh, we'll see eventually. Absolutely. I guess to me, it's the uh, the lawful good in you that <laughs> he enjoys these things, but not as much as the not so lawful good in me. Uh, but see, talk like that is why you should read The Broken Empire. Because it's grimdark and it's screwed up. <laughs> and I liked it. But you'd probably love it. It's in my list. Just good. Not far enough to be able to know where in my list. All right. Uh, the other thing I keep teasing our, our Twitter followers about is what's on my list and getting very, very close. Because I didn't mention I'm also reading the uh, Death Gate cycle. Mm -hmm. I, I had already started that, I think, the last time we spoke. There's seven books in that, so I'm going to be working my way through those. But when that's done, Malazan is finally Ooh, waiting. Because so I'm going to jump into garden of the moon and all of those books in the uh malazan main content i think there's 10 books there had you hit the first one already right no no i haven't touched malazan oh i thought you had for some reason hmm? nope but it's coming it's the next thing i will read physically you know that that's the plan audiobooks will be other things but i plan to get into malazan as soon as i'm done with death gate cycle it vaguely connects to me like that, what was it, House of the New Sun or something? These mm. books that are Brights of Book Passage. Book of the New Sun. Book of the New Sun. Yeah, man, that was that was rough. It's one of those Brights of Passage books, right? Except Malazan's better. <laughs> I don't bigger? know if everybody will agree with me. Drew McCaffrey somewhere is going, what are you saying? You haven't read it yet. Who knows? Just by reputation, I think it's better. All right. What we are actually here for today, then, is to talk about about HBO's new show, yes, House of the Dragon. And uh, let's let's just give a tiny bit of warning and background. Warning is that this is full spoiler. We're not holding back. We're going to talk about anything we want to related to episode one. That's all that's out so far. So if you haven't watched episode one yet, go watch that first, then come back to this episode. I have a question of clarification for my dad. Yes. Is it full spoiler for Game of Thrones potentially as well? I didn't really think about that. Just if I don't think we're to really going to talk about Game of Thrones here right now. So uh, <laughs> I can't promise that. Okay, <laughs> then, you know, I, I think if people are going to do House of the Dragon, they've already watched Game of Thrones. Probably. That's fair. So, yes, we can talk about Game of Thrones. And I'll tell you this much. If I spoil anything using House of the Dragon, it's coming from the show. I'm not going to touch the books of Song of Ice and Fire at all. Okay. What is an airplane landing by you? What the heck was that? Sounds like 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 an F-16 or something. It's like, <laughs> You're being attacked. Like, we get trains. I have train tracks right outside my house. <laughs> That's not a train. That was a jet. Did I look up on the news? Is Austin, Texas Granted, under attack? We do have air bases nearby us as well. <laughs> But I haven't heard that one. That We've new. not heard that before on one of these. That's funny. Wow. All right. <laughs> <laughs> so spoilers. It's a risk. It's real. Yeah. All right. So House of the Dragon. 
just some some details on what this is then you know this is the follow-up but not a continuation it's a prequel series to game of thrones game of thrones having ended in 2019 in what most of us feel was a very dissatisfying manner and so can hbo kind of make it up to us and come back strong with some more content from this world martin has created that's the question the jury is still out yeah it's a big budget production they've dumped money into it hbo is counting on this being a next big sort of hit and not a bad start its debut episode set a record for the most viewers for anything that hbo has debuted they had 10 million viewers pretty impressive and they seem to be happy with that today they announced it's been renewed for episode for episode two that's good yeah it should be no renewed for season two already now is an interesting thought and we'll get to later okay Mm. the only other detail then is it's based on a book it is Mm -hmm. you know this is not totally made up like rings of power i mean rings of power is based on a weekly weekly I mean, we'll probably talk about that eventually in some episode, but weekly based on a text. This is more connected. It flows from Fire and Blood, which is a prequel novel that George R. R. Martin has out there. I have not read it. I was going to ask because I have not either. Yeah. I partially, as the show was coming out, was going, should I read it? And then went, no, I kind of want to go in blind. Okay. Now, they've been very clear. It's inspired by the novel fire and blood so it's not making any promises it's going to follow the exact same story or have the exact same events well and here's the biggest thing with that fire and blood is a novel it's not a series it is a prequel Mm -hmm. novel to a song of ice and fire the show that we're getting right now we have one season it's been renewed for a second and i've heard that the initial plan is four or five Mm -hmm. so that's more than a novel of content yeah but there's a lot of story to tell You know, and at its essence, as I understand it, this is the story of the Targaryens, the ruling family in Westeros, when they end up going to war with each other. Mm -hmm. Basically, we've got a civil war that's coming here. The clear line of succession is muddy now, and it's going to become a mess. And it's going to lead to the eventual disintegration of the Targaryens. So when we pick up in A Song of Ice and Fire, of course, they're not there anymore. They've been ousted. This is where it starts. The very, very beginning. Now, yeah. we've heard bits and pieces of this as throwaway lines or tales that inspire certain characters in the Game of Thrones. And this is why I was like, eh, it may have some spoilerage. Because like certain characters who are badass and maybe assassiny definitely mention certain other characters that exist in this house of the dragon series does that potentially give us an idea of where some of these characters might go in this series absolutely but time and time again we see reality and history are two different things so Hmm. maybe we'll get something different we could so initial impressions we both watched episode one what'd you think just on a surface level what was your impression after watching the episode i've got two initial things to say one I quite enjoyed it. Two, Rachel actually had to leave the room. She was not doing well. Mm. Full spoiler here, so I can say. Was it the pregnancy a, scene? There's a childbirthing scene, and it 
really ties into some things that are not comfortable places for Rachel. And so she just wasn't doing great in that scene. Really did a great job as his job as an ESA. He went and comforted her. <laughs> so he's at least doing great. But it was definitely a moment of like, yeah, no, she does great with the boys and the unrealistic violence, but something realistic-ish like Game of Thrones or now House of the Dragon. Mm-hmm. And no, there's that room to be understanding that it's not for everyone. Yeah, this is one of the, that's one of the points that out in the fandom and Twitter and, and all that, that there's been complaints and pushback. People feeling like there should have been some trigger warnings for certain content here. Mm-hmm. They don't do trigger warnings for no. House of the Dragon, for Game of Thrones. HBO, HBO doesn't, do, doesn't do trigger warnings, okay? period. Basically, I'm going to say if you're someone who has a lot of sensitivities and you figure you have a lot of trigger things, this is probably not your show. No. Okay. That I will say there were a couple things here and there to me, like childbirth, where when I think about it, I go, yeah, no, it's a potential given with the setting and such, but also wasn't something that was super common and not as blatant in its previous version, Game of Thrones. It was done differently. And so to have it so... Honestly, the biggest point of violence that we saw was either that scene or when a guy got an axe in his skull. So to realize that the biggest violence in the episode was childbirth was weird. Yeah, I mean, the childbirth scene is traumatic, but I didn't find it overly graphic. They could have done much, much more than they did. They really focused on the the emotional anxiety of this. Well, you know, he has to make that horrible decision. Do I save my child? I mean, my wife is probably going to die either way at this point. Do yeah. I do what it takes to save the child? And he tries. And then, of course, the it child dies anyway. But, you know, they I'll didn't. Be honest. There's a lot of blood, but they didn't show a now, lot. I would that. agree that for the most part, the show across the board so far has been comparatively tentative with this violence in comparison to its emotional and psychological impacts. Mm-hmm. There have been a lot more already icky moments when it comes to what's going on in people's heads. What mm-hmm. What's the implications of these actions as opposed to what is what are they physically doing? Okay. Uh, my initial impressions... I loved it. I thought, yes, this is a show they've decided not to screw up. Hmm. Because right from the beginning, I'm like, we've got a dragon flying around, giving us kind of some homages to some of the settings we had seen. Uh, the Red Keep, the 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 uh, uh, Baylor, the something Sept- of Baylor, Sept of Baylor. Thank you. It's totally blocked for a moment the i love you know, seeing a restored heron hall yeah yeah so we're seeing some of these things right off the bat and i was like ah oh, cool uh, but i also felt you know the the quality was good we're right back into the world the world they screwed up at the end of game of thrones now it's fresh and shiny again and i i, I felt that was good also because i'm let me just finish the overall impressions I thought the costumes were on point. I thought the quality of the production was strong. I thought the acting was fantastic. Matt Smith delivers. We'll probably talk more about that later. My favorite doctor. 
Yeah. I literally, when it was done, couldn't think of things that sucked. Mm. I, I get why some people don't like certain aspects, but I was just so caught up in the story, what was on screen. Nothing jarred me out of it. I was immersed. I enjoyed it. I'm going to watch this show. Now, what were you going to say? I love Matt Smith. He's my favorite of the Doctors. Ever since his time in Doctor Who, I feel like he's been done dirty by a number of roles that he's taken. Not this one. He does great in a number of things, but often it's bad source material or poorly marketed or whatever. This is the role he needed. A little bit. And at the same time, commercials did him dirty. Because in the promos, I was looking at him going, Matt Smith with Legolas hair does not work. Just didn't work. But the more uh, it goes, when you go for those, like, pretty headshot moments, it's jarring, it's weird to me, who's very used to Matt Smith looking a certain way. But immersed in his character. Exactly. In the character, in the moments, and especially in the more grungy, messed up moments, is like, no, it works. It works. Yeah, totally. It. Yeah. And I would argue, of all the various characters, a number of them are interesting, a number of them are well done. His is the most focused on developed, to my opinion, so far, probably for a good chunk of this, and a standout. Mm -hmm. Now, one thing that struck me as funny, not in a ha-ha-ha-ha funny way, just in a, ha uh, okay, there's been some clear marketing coming out in, in advance of this, partly in response to some pushback from Twitter, from the fandoms, from the cancel culture that we don't want to, it's not going to have so much sex, will it? Because that was really overdone in Game of Thrones. They're like, oh no, no, it's not going to have nearly so much. I have a thought it on this. It had so much sex in this so first episode. Much. To me, it said, hey, you know what we lost at the last couple seasons of Game of Thrones? We stopped showing so many boobs. <laughs> Let's have series with like, okay, so many boobs. We, we said all this so you'd at least watch the first one. We'll get some numbers. But then we basically said, beep you. We're going to do our show the way we do this. Well, oh, and to me, there was, this is something that I personally have a little bit of like a, really? There was a fairly large disparity, that gap between male versus female nudity in this first episode. I think the female nudity that I saw was much higher than the male. They know their audience, I think, though. And yet, at the same time, come on, it's 2022. Give us a little bit more equal share of that, because there were certain points and moments where it was there, but the male nudity was implied while the female nudity was showed. A large group, a large room, and one of the genders is only released implied while the other is directly shown. See, it's intentional. This is a show, though, I think, that knows the audience is trying to please. And it is not trying to please everybody. I mean, this is a, a clear contrast between The Wheel of Time, where The Wheel of Time is very much trying to appeal to the people who are thinking just what you're thinking. And so we had some balance. Heck, we had more male nudity than female nudity. We didn't have much nudity in the first season no, we didn't of The have Wheel a whole of Time. Lot of nudity, period, which is okay. But we got Daniel Henney's, we got his butt big and clear. You know, I mean, that's what they're going for. Oh, look how we're doing this right. House of the Dragon is like, we aren't doing anything right. We're doing whatever the heck we want, staying true to the world we already created in A Game of Thrones. And I think they stayed true to that. Not to what people are demanding these days or crying for. And so I saw a lot of stuff on Twitter 
with people crucifying the show. And I'd say that's the minority voice, but it's out there. It's loud. It's strong. And I'm like, okay, guys, just don't watch the show. Okay. They're going to do what they want to do. You don't like it. Don't watch the show. To me, much of the show screamed early days Game of Thrones with late days Game of Thrones effects, which to a certain extent is what we always kind of wanted from Game of Thrones. Mm -hmm. So I'm excited for House of the Dragon in that sense. But at the same time, both those sections had their flaws. And to accept the greatness that we want the show to be, I feel like we have to still acknowledge some of those flaws and say, yeah, this is there. But also keep in mind, this is what it's doing. It's intentional for that. We can laud it for it. But we also can acknowledge that some people, sometimes including myself, think that it doesn't need to do it that way. And I think we can both also completely agree there will never be a show that satisfies everybody. Not a chance. Right. I mean, the same things that were people are criticizing this show for is different in the Wheel of Time. And there's a whole other segment of society that hates what they've done with the Wheel of Time for those reasons. Now, two other things I saw out there in criticism on Twitter yeah. that I'd love to hear if you what, what your spin is on it. Uh, the first one, I was like, really? Somebody who was really ripping on the poor CGI. And I did not see that. Nothing took me out of the show. I thought it was really well done. So what do you think? I think we haven't seen enough of the dragons yet. But they because... were basing it on what they saw in episode one. Well, and here's the problem. We saw two scenes, really, that included dragons. Mm -hmm. An opening scene and a funeral scene. And... There was a certain bit of me that was looking at this and going, it looks good. And there was another piece of me that was going, it looks like better done B-movie fantasy. <laughs> so it looked good, but it didn't look great. And often it was those Man. big camera shots with dragons looked like we had a dragon of one tone and a city of another tone. And both these things are beautifully done CGI, but they weren't meshing in the way that I wanted them to. All right. I appreciate that perspective. I didn't see that. Didn't catch it. If I watched it back critically, I might catch that now. To me, what I wonder is if these moments that we saw with Dragon so far were so such small elements of this episode that they kind of got put on the back burner. That maybe the bigger moments coming up later in the season, uh, combat moments, bigger things that are going to be more involved or story driven but the dragons actually have a bigger important role if those elements will have a stronger focus or if they're still going to do this little bit of we really value this part that is real or cgi'd for realism and we really value this part that is cgi dragons but those teams aren't necessarily talking to each other hmm. well we'll see criticism was also had in some circles on the costumes and the wigs I, I didn't have any issue. I thought the quality was fine. I said my piece on Matt Smith's wig, and I think it actually does go across the board, especially for Targaryens. Close-ups don't do them justice, but it's partially because the way that Targaryens are is so not in line with so many people's features. Both the style of hair, the coloration, it's not meant to go with people sometimes. Well, and so when you try to force it because this actor was great for this role... They don't look they don't look right. There was uh, criticism of 
Patty, um, the guy who plays the king right now, because mm-hmm. uh, his you know his facial hair doesn't match Growl. his head hair, and I'm like, okay, look at me. Sometimes the facial hair doesn't match. I agree. Sometimes it, it doesn't match. However, <laughs> when it is a calling card of Targaryens that the hair is that stark white, <laughs> they could have dyed the facial hair. I again, I, maybe I'm more forgiving than some people are. I just got into the story. That's what I paid attention to. I found it a good story. I'm engaged. I want to know more. So I forgive some of those things. Okay, one last criticism, and then I don't want to talk about any more criticism. I want to talk about more of the fun stuff. Okay. I saw some idiot out there irritated that one of the king's counselors, the husband of the woman who could have been queen but wasn't, yep. is black. Uh, yeah, no, I'm like, that one... what? So friggin' what? Yeah, you have and, and that okay actor that actor shouted back out on yeah. Twitter like that is so racist. What is your problem? <laughs> we yeah, no, already I... have it established in this world that a black person can be rich, so they're not even breaking That's from what they've true. done before. But I had zero problem with that. Come on, let's, let's just go to the extent of you're okay believing that dragons and <laughs> incest and people who can touch fire without getting hurt are fine, but a black person being anywhere close to in charge, I'm sorry, that's racist. <laughs> in the kindest way yeah. possible. I was like, really? Grow up. So if anybody watching this episode feels that way, I, I got I'm holding myself you, back with my language here. <laughs> I know I'm the young one who sometimes speaks a little more French, but no, that's messed up. Like, I don't know what world you think you're living in. <laughs> Wake up to this one, please be a real person yeah yeah so let's talk about some of the some of the details of the show we enjoyed some of the performances some of the best moments the tournament that was fun it was much elevated from the tournament we saw in game of thrones which i was like well that shows how society is kind of broken down some by the time we get to a game of thrones this is a more elevated time in westeros I really enjoyed the intentional choice of having a character moment to not let fucking Damon win because he's a cocky prick. In that moment, he's there, he's gloating, thinking he's won. No, he hasn't. Guy's down. He's not dead. He's not giving up. Don't don't give fan service. You deserve to get hit in the back. Yeah. Yeah, no, that whole nope. scene was fun. There Probably was some gratuitous violence, and then the melee that takes place after that. It's like, mm-hmm. holy crap. <laughs> yep, this is the world we know. <laughs> and I did enjoy, I'm not as familiar as some people for sure on the general rules and regulations of tournaments and jousts and such. Mm-hmm. For example, I could be totally off base here. I feel like most tournaments were not as deadly historically. Yes, there were deaths and injuries. They could get violent. And yes, yeah. there is that element of, and this is what I loved, when like both are unseated, it moves to unmounted combat and the contest continues. I loved that they implemented that and kept showing that yeah. because we only really saw that once in 
Game of Thrones, and thanks to the mountain, it and ended it was very when the badly. The mountain chopped off uh, a horse's head. Yeah, <laughs> but no. Continuing on with it, I thought was great. Yeah, but you're right. Historically, that's it. Didn't get so violent. This is a different world. This is yeah. not our world. It was so, a yeah. lot more of like fight, and eventually someone does yield, or someone is declared the winner. Not a whole lot of like oh, we've just lost half of our knights because the other half killed right? them. <laughs> now, there was a storytelling choice in that scene where they're jumping back and forth between the violence of the tournament and the violence of the pregnancy. Mm-hmm. The, the attempted delivery. There was... I mean, wow. I mean, that's a choice you make, and it worked. Yeah. And it was tense, and it was sad. I mean, heartbreaking. So, oh, yeah. Wow. Honestly, I think it I think to me it intensified that scene. Mm-hmm. Matt Smith's character, Damon? Is that the name? Damon. Damon. Yes. Uh, uh, like Demon, he, but the more yeah. Latinized. Version. He showed some real depth of character through a number of these things. You see one side of him in the tournament, then you see him at the funeral, for lack of anything else, giving a moment of comfort. But you also see then King for a day. You know what I mean? So, <laughs> He's, whoo. I am character. watching this through with friends and stuff. We're actually kind of making a fun little thing of it. And there was a general feel in the room. Anytime those two characters were having sweeter moments, uh, moments where it's like, maybe he's Damon not, and Rainus. Yeah. It's like, maybe Damon's not all bad. It's like, that's one take. But also they're Targaryens. So we just always felt a little icky. Of course, you know this whole episode, at least I believe, this whole episode is setting it up for Rhaenys and Daemon being on completely opposite ends of what's to come. And if I remember correctly from what we know in Game of Thrones and looking forward to this, that's supposedly a larger of what we will get to see. Yeah, yeah, I believe so. I loved the name drop of Dark Sister, his sword. I miss that. Because Damon wields Dark Sister, which has been talked about in the past as one of the oh. great Valyrian steel weapons. Got it. I loved how. What's the name of the king? It's slipping my mind. It starts with an A. Aemon? I don't think he's an Aemon. That's a common so. name, but I don't think that's his. I don't think it? so either. I will tell you, almost made me laugh. The queen who died. So I watched with subtitles on. Her name's Emma, right? It's A E M M A. Yeah. I just wanted to laugh because I'm like, <laughs> I'm sorry, you tried so hard to make it an AE name that you named it someone Emma with an A. Where I was going with this though is how he keeps cutting himself on the stupid throne. That's a horrible design for a throne, and they emphasized it here. Mm-hmm. He keeps nicking mm-hmm. himself. He's got this wound he's dealing with. It could be infection from the friggin' throne. And I'll actually go a step further though. In a great medical moment, they're showing, in a way, his ineptitude to the throne, or at least rather his ineptitude to an active ruler in that. Because to me, I'm like, yes, it's a sharp throne. Yes, you keep cutting yourself, but that sore that's not healing. Cut it off and cauterize. Totally. That's a pressure wound. That's something that is continuously going because you're sedentary. That's oh, not really? even that if it is saw? like actually poking and that's what they're actually going with. 
to me, the fact that it keeps being not healed, it's not because he keeps hurting himself. It keeps cutting himself. It's because he keeps sitting in his chairs. Yeah. And it was a subtle way, very subtle, to say, this guy's not out there. He's not active. He's not a big lead by example. He's a king from the throne. All right. So they've introduced something to the plot that it it may flow from the book, Fire and Blood, but it's new to us. This idea that the Targaryens at the at the top level know about what's coming. Yeah. I mean, they literally said a song of ice and fire. And that their their need to make sure they stay in charge and are ready so that the world, not just Westeros, the world can resist and fight off what's coming. It's like, whoa, what? I got really excited. Did you see it? Did you see what the king had on his belt when he was telling her about the whole prophecy, Song of Ice and Fire, all that? Tell me what I missed. I'm pretty positive. I could be wrong. The internet could come at me and tell me I'm wrong, and I my eyes deceived me. I can't say I was completely sober. <laughs> but I swear, that same Valyrian sterile dagger that inevitably gets wielded by Arya to kill the Night King was shown in that scene no with the king. That'd be awesome. I'm like 98% sure. I'm going to be re-watching again, so I will look for this it. It's a very distinctive hilt. This is where I'm I'm so happy with this episode because I don't ever want to watch season eight of Game of Thrones again. Too much of it was boring and trash and done poorly and rushed. I don't need it. But this, I look forward to watching the episode again. That's the Game of Thrones I want. I've watched the first few seasons lots of times. So now I've got House of the Dragon doing that again to me. I want to watch it again. That excitement? Yes. Other best moments? Anything else that jumps out to you? Or, I'll toss the other one, any other issues you had with it that you want to speak to? Okay, I'm glad you left it open because I remembered a thing when we were talking about the jousting in the tournament that we talked about briefly, but I didn't give an example. The costuming, for most of the show, I think is great. Can we talk about the fact that the wings on Damon's helm were very clearly rubber? Didn't catch it. He was riding on that horse, and they were flop flopping. <laughs> but see, I missed that. I missed it. So but I just immediately went, oh. I did catch in that tournament that there was at least one. I think there were two Baratheons, and they got two. their heads handed to them. Two and, well, not their heads. They they were not. I mean, not Baratheon. literally their heads weren't taken off. I'm, but they went down like chumps. Yeah, no, the Baratheons there were chumps. Uh, give it 200 years. <laughs> We also did have the Starks represented, not in the tournament. We saw no a one Stark. old guy who pledged. Right. Yeah, yeah, and that was, you know, that was a scene. And she, he's putting forward Rainus now as his heir when he's pretty much dismissed her before then, because it's all yeah. about I'm going to have a, I'm going to have a son, I'm going to have a son, and okay, I'm not going to have a son anymore. So, which here you go. Historically, kind of reminds me of uh, England at certain times. Henry the Eighth. Yep. <laughs> Mm-hmm. So, yeah, there there was a lot of good moments. I really did enjoy it. The guy playing the hand of the king, he's grumpy all the time. <laughs> I don't much like him for one reason. But he's father of Rhaenys' 
Okay, I gotta ask you about this. Father of Rainus is there. best they're friend. No, no. Come on. They're, yeah. Even if they're not actively current, okay. they you saw what I they saw. will be. Absolutely. But she's gonna have to I'm, instead no, I'm sorry. do something with a, a family member. I mean, that's how it rolls, isn't it? It's debatable. Well, we'll get to that in a moment. Let's just start with opening scene that we get to meet them. And the head is in the lap of the other. No, and... not then. When she got uh, off the yeah. dragon. And they're talking about he'll be big enough. There'll be room in the saddle for two. Yeah. You don't they're, take they're... someone on your dragon with you. Obviously. Uh, if this was Wheel of Time, they'd be pillow friends. Yeah. No, absolutely. And I was so down for it the entire time, actually. That being said. Then she was sent to the king. That's the part that makes me go, I don't like the hand. It was icky. I well, did not like. And it made me wonder. Is this going to be part of what gets messy? Is she going to end up birthing a son to the king oh, and complicate everything? And I don't like it. If that's it happens, very possible. you heard it here. I called it right now. We haven't read the book. Maybe that's part of the plot. That's really, really possible. And I don't like it because I want the two of them to have a problematic but happy attempt at a relationship. But you know this king, he'd be all about takebacks. Oh, psych, I know, oh, you're the absolutely. heir, but there's a son now, so screw you. He's the heir. And at that point, we're back to, just like season two, three of Game of Thrones, we're back to there's at least three kings in this war, except one of them is a queen. Ah, but here we get then that she gets rejected, rugs pulled out, she turns to her f favorite Uncle Damon. And the two of them become the power couple that take down the king and her former best friend slash lover and this that's just so usurper. I've just told all four or five seasons right there. Bam. That feels just as icky right now because both of them, and I'm but sorry. But it's appropriate. I don't have characters, character names in my head very well yet. <laughs> um, queen to be and queen consort. Well, that's what I'm going to say right now because I have no idea what their names are. <laughs> both wait, wait, of wait. them Rainus is the one cool Rainus and I have no idea who the other one is sorry the other one whose name I will learn at some point yes I don't know I this is you know we haven't studied I'll we're just guess. reacting I have not studied a single thing and I've watched it all of once yeah but no the two of them in comparison to pretty much all of the other players in this whether it's the hand of the king the king the daemon that one night, Cole, he's going to come back. He's going to be important. I'm calling it now. Why okay. focus on him in the tournament and let him win if he's not going to be important in some way, shape, or form? All of these players, those two are significantly younger seeming. Whether they're actually that much younger or not, mm -hmm. they are. And historically, it works. Game of Thrones, books-wise, it definitely works. Show-wise, it kind of works. Either way, it feels icky. And I know that's my projection of our time and place. But also, I don't want to project myself into a situation where to enjoy a developing relationship between two characters, I have to accept someone who's like 30 and someone who's like 13. Uh-huh. I don't want that. It's icky. Mm. All right. Well, looking at my notes, well, I got two last questions for you. Okay. One, is this going to be the hit HBO is looking for? What do you think? I think they're off to a great start. I think it definitely could be. I think they're off to a great start. I don't think it's going to be what HBO wants it to be. 
if only because I think HBO wants it to be something that becomes the new Game of Thrones, takes everything by storm, and people are watching this and nothing else, basically. And I think instead what we're going to see is we have a number of really good adult-ish fantasy or fantasy-adjacent content on a number of different streaming surfaces as originals. And if they want to be successful, they all are kind of going to have to take turns and plan when they release, which they've started doing. But that, to me, says its singular success is only so far. It's not people are choosing this over the other things. They're choosing this when they can. This is going pretty much head-to-head with Amazon's Rings of Power. When does that come out? September 2nd. Yeah, that does come out to next week. Exactly! They're going to be running concurrent, is what's happening here. But I'll tell you what I see HBO doing. I really see HBO thumbing its nose at the 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 appropriateness, the politically correct, the the things that Amazon seems to pay a lot more attention to, as demonstrated in Wheel of Time, and we'll see with the Rings of Power. But I think we're going to see it there too, where they're trying to be more culturally sensitive pay attention to today's values, the day and age we're in. And HBO is saying, screw that. We're going to make something that's true to what we think the source material would be. And I think they'll steal a lot of the audience. I'll be honest, because I think it's an aggressive take there. Because okay, I'm going to go the other way on this. I don't know what the audience is going to do. I don't know what's going to be taken what way. But this is not HBO versus Amazon's preferences on how they make something. Okay. It's source material. George R.R. R. Martin's writing versus Robert Jordan's or Tolkien's. Oh, man, I'm going to push back hard in a moment, but finish what you're the saying. The ways of what's pushed and what's politically correct or uh, what's more graphic or whatnot. It's like, mm, I understand that people are maybe not keeping to the source material or they're adding things to be more culturally relevant or sensitive, but we don't have the gratuitousness and the boobs that George R. R. Martin's writing has in the Wheel of Time. We just don't. Yeah. But I, see, I just got to call a little BS on this, though. Because, okay, Wheel of Time has totally, and I like the TV series, but sometimes I have to remind myself I like the TV series because they have really changed some of the focus, some of the emphasis of the source material to suit what they think is relevant to 2022. And that bothers me at times. And there's some people that have boycotted it because it bothers them so much. I'm like, no, I, I still want it to be successful. I still enjoy the story. But I get why some people are troubled by that. And come on, Rings of Power? Tolkien forgot women existed practically, and the star of Rings of Power is a woman. You and I do just They're doing the same thing. They're shifting to modern culture. And I hope it's a great story. I plan to watch it and I hope to enjoy it. But come on. You and I do disagree on Wheel of Time to a certain extent. I will agree with you and concede that things are shifted and things are changed. But I don't think there's a whole lot that's put in there that's not in the books. It's just things that are highlighted or focused on differently. Things that are inferred as possible but not always confirmed that are pushed a little bit harder than they are and definitely earlier than they are in the series yeah that whole you know swan and moraine lesbian relationship was really emphasized in the books i'm saying 
that's one of those things that I mean, it is actually talked about as possible. Yes, possible. Um, but it's emphasized much more in the show. But they make a choice to emphasize it now. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. And if anything, it's creative license like that. Free to do it. Puts more boobs in the show. So I thought that would put your, hey, let's put more <laughs> boobs in TV, make you happy. I don't know. Because apparently that's fine. I don't. You know, understand. I was talking with Spencer over at the Fi Fantasy Finals podcast, and he really does not like the Wheel of Time TV show. And his biggest reason is that they've really, as he looks at it, they've diverged from the story. You know, and if it's a, such a great story, why not just tell the story? Why do you have to make it so much your own? And it's like, yeah, I, you know, some people have a point like that. <sighs> some people do have a point. You know, Game of Thrones told the story that's in A Song of Ice and Fire. It made little shifts. And then, of course, it had to make up crap at the end. But for the most part, it's what's in the books. They couldn't put everything in. They left some things out, but they didn't totally shift a lot of stuff. I will say that most of my favorite adaptations leave things out rather than change things. Yeah. That is fair and true. What we will see exactly as time goes on in a number of things time will have to tell especially with this new show with house of the dragon the fact that we're getting a novel worth of materials expanded into multiple seasons they're going to be making things up too they're don't not be the hobbit to don't the be the material. hobbit so will it be able to stick to <laughs> the core story and spirit and work will it expand do something more and work or will it try to be something that it really probably shouldn't and fall a little flat yeah i tell you though you know it's a great time to be a fantasy fiction fan there's so much we haven't even man, talked about and man. i want to do an episode on it when we get there there's a dungeons and dragons movie coming to mainstream it's not out yet but i'm looking I'm forward to it so excited and i know it's contentious in the D, &D world even <laughs> but we're doing an episode on it Period. I'm saying it right now. Nice. All right. I'm I'm looking forward to that. We can do that for sure. So final comment, House of the Dragon. Are you going to keep watching? I may or may not. And by may or may not, I mean may Depends. already have plans to be watching it Monday. Even if Rachel can't? Even if Rachel can't. Uh... Rachel definitely can't. I'm hooked. I'm totally watching. Your mother watched with me all the way through. We have a Rachel sighting. Apparently this just in, I got a girlfriend because of D&D, &D, and I might be the first in history according to my girlfriend. I don't know if I believe that, but apparently. Mm, no. Yeah, I kind of doubt it too. There's got to be some others, right? I think Big Bang Theory even proves that wrong, doesn't it? Big Bang Theory <laughs> is a sitcom. I don't think we can trust that. Don't trust Big Bang Theory. It, there is no realism. Anyways, you were saying... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what was I saying anymore. No idea. Oh, your mother watched the whole first episode with me. She enjoyed it, more or less. She didn't craft at the same time. She actually sat and watched it. Interesting. Seemed to enjoy it. Appreciated it. I think she'll keep watching with me. So that's a good sign, because we couldn't get her to watch all of Game of Thrones. She did she often, like, in the later seasons, sit down and watch it with us, because yeah. we would gotten yeah. her hooked with crafting through the early seasons. But you know... We're we're pulling her over to the light. I mean, she's in Knife of Dreams now, reading through um, the Wheel of Time. 
I got all the way through season one of Stranger Things with her, and we've started season two now. She, we're winning her over. I don't think you're wrong there. I think we're pulling her down to the darkness. I don't think we're free pulling her over <laughs> into the light. <laughs> the house of the dragon isn't the light. Okay. All I right. think that's very fair to say. <laughs> her tastes are shifting. All right. That's, that sounds fine to me. Anything else you want to say? No, I like my camera angle. Often you guys get to see Roly somewhere in the corner every now and then. Every now and then. Yeah. It's been a great episode. I've seen we've had some people with us live, jumping in and out. We've never had more than one person at a time, but we've had one person multiple times. So maybe we offended a lot of people. They were with us for I a mean, couple minutes honestly, and then, I'm out. I don't sorry. know. Sorry, it happens. It's, it's my face. Because this episode is, you know, relevant time-wise, we did this live. Hey, someone's with us again. Oh, and they're gone. Look, just like that. Wow. Because it is, how bad are we if they could be with us for five seconds and they're gone? That one's got to be your face, not mine. Ah, any, <laughs> anyways, because it's time sensitive, you know, came out on Sunday. New episode comes out this next Sunday. We did this live. This is going to be available right away then. This is our current dropping episode then. And... I'm going to drop other things in our regular schedule, but this is getting stuck right in here now. The audio would take me a little bit of time to put together. So sorry if you're our audio podcast listeners, you're going to get this after episode two's out. That's just the way it is. But kind of fun to do something current now. Have to get it out. Uh, that's kind of cool. I, I don't have anything else either then. So I think this is where we'll kind of wrap this up. Definitely want to remind people... We love to interact with fans. Absolutely. So, you know, having people jump in and out, at least they were in for a little bit. Yeah. Great. And we have a Discord. So we do find us there. We've got, it's growing like crazy lately. We've got over 80 people in Discord now and I they're interacting all up. the time. I mean, we don't even have to be there and they talk their whole conversations. It's fantastic. It's great when I get off work sometimes and I'll look and I'll be like, oh my goodness. The app is blown up. I have so <laughs> many notifications. Should I have yeah. turned these off? Maybe, but I like seeing that people are talking. It's a good Absolutely. environment. So definitely want to highlight that. Find us on Discord. In the show notes, you'll find all the ways you can connect with us because there's also Twitter and Facebook and Instagram. But Twitter is really the place. We have an email. If you want to email us, go ahead. We'll answer. But I definitely want to shout out our Patreon. Absolutely. We've picked up a few new Patreon supporters lately. That's just a, a way where you can get some extra content. You can support us, keep us enthusiastic about what we're doing. But I really want to emphasize our extra content. We've got 16 episodes for Patreon supporters only. So uh, you have to get up a little higher in the tiers to access those, but not ridiculously high. No. They're accessible and that's fun content out there. And we'll be making another one fairly soon. Our 17th. I have no idea what we're doing yet, but we're doing something fairly <laughs> soon. Uh, we love gifting our Patreon supporters with that. So how to find us on Patreon is also down there. And those of you that already support us, thank you, thank you, thank you. You guys are awesome. I think I can run our outro then. Yes? Go for it. Yeah, you've already talked most of the material, so I'm probably going to talk over our outro. Please um, do. I'm not going to necessarily say? talk about this. I kind of on the spot. Are we doing these 
weekly? I I didn't think we were. Um, but we're House of the probably... Dragon, you mean? Yeah. No, we were no. just jumping in because it's new and let's talk about it. But we'll probably have at least one more kind of wrapping up the season when we're when it's yeah. Done. When the season's over, we'll come in. We'll We've talk got some about initial it. thoughts out here. We'll recap and see if our opinions change. Absolutely. And probably but, by then, you'll have finished like seven more books. Probably. I'm pretty sure. All right. We'll talk to you next time, everyone. <laughs>